What up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Black Expat Podcast. My name is Carl, and you know, I'm excited to be rocking with you guys for yet another episode. I am excited to be here. I stumbled upon a very controversial topic that I kind of talked about and even alluded to, if you will, on previous episodes, but I kind of want to dive back into it because it ties in very closely to my work in abroad and work gain back home statement and sentiments that I've kind of been rolling out over the past week or so. Uh, but before we get into that, don't forget, become a patron of the Black Expat Podcast. Support me and my amazing project that I'm going to announce with a little bit of help from a fellow CEO of her own company, much bigger, much better company than, uh, than mine, might I add, uh, currently. But yeah, I'm just really excited about the things that I have going on. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube as I'll be relaunching that as well. But today we're talking about code switching. Now, think about this, right? I want you guys to remember, interracial interracial dating has been going on for quite some time, right? It is a thing. People have moved to different countries, different places, or, you know, within your hometown, you've dated someone who's not from the same cultural background as you, right? This has levels to it because then there's economic dating where someone comes from a different socioeconomic status in you, whether that's, you know, upper class, upper middle class, poverty line, all that. There are so many levels and layers to dating that we don't really think about. And sometimes we take for granted, especially those of us who've been in nice, loving relationships since high school. Shout out to y'all, you high school sweethearts. For those of us who've been in just recently married have been married for, you know, the last three, four, five years. Shout out to you guys. And also the expats living abroad who kind of really don't have a choice but to kind of date interracially. Uh, well, they do. There is always a choice. However, you know, there are more options if you live in a different place. So, of course, you may then choose to, you know, date from that place. Right. Or shout out to the expat, you know, who's living abroad in a different country. And, you know, you kind of don't have that many options. You have options, but not that many. So dating interracially is just, you know, part of what happens. It's 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 just part of the experience. Now, think about this. Code switching. What is code switching? So here's what I will say before I give my 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 uh, my feedback, if you will, on uh, on code switching, what it means. And this comes from an article that I read, but also some research that I did and just talking to other people who have dated interracially. Um, for me, I realized my experience in Taiwan was unique. Even though I lived there for 11 years, I always surrounded myself with black culture other than the first year. In my first year, arguably, I made so many connections. I dated a lot, not black people, but I did date. Uh, when I say date, I don't mean I was in serious relationships. I had, you know, I was talking to people, uh, you know, at different times throughout my first year there. But after the first year, in the first year, I made a bunch of friends, right? Mostly Taiwanese, mostly white. Um, Literally, I, I don't think I think I made one black friend, but most of my friends were just from different places all around the world, specifically Taiwanese as well. Um, my second year, though, on f my second year forward, I always had black people around me. Right. And this is in my day to day life. So daily I was able to be myself. Right. So in my day to day living abroad, I was still able to have some, you know, a part of home with me. Because your culture comes with you, no matter where you go, who you are, your culture comes with you, whether that's who you are as a person, who who you are in the environment that you in in when you are back home, all these things matter, right? This comes with you. Now, in a relationship, now I've been abroad in Taiwan, and you know those Asians who, yo, what up, man? How's it going, bro? Like, do all that extra stuff? Like, no, those weren't my friends. If anybody came to me and said, yo, what up? 
what's going on uh Izzle, like any of that stuff then it was an immediate red flag we didn't have nothing else to discuss we ain't about to be friends i'll entertain you for a little bit but i'm probably gonna casually walk away and you know excuse myself from your presence because that's annoying that's not authentically who you are could be i don't know probably not um but yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna entertain that because you don't say what's up, man, to my white friend. Why are you what's up, man, and trying to shake my hand? Like, no, don't do that. Get away from me. But you know, that wasn't something that I encountered a lot. But you know, I have dated Taiwanese women. Uh I've dated women from South America, I've dated women from Africa. So it's just so interesting because I never felt the need to code switch, right? Even in Taiwan, right? I spoke the language, so that was something for me. But even when I speak Chinese, I feel like I speak it in a way that's authentic to me, right? It's still a different language, but the way in which I communicate, the way I formulate sentences, the way the way I express things using my expression, I don't become super Taiwanese when I talk. I'm Carl, the Black American, speaking in Chinese to someone who is Taiwanese or Chinese, right? That's how I feel like I'm communicating. And in relationships, I never felt the need to code switch. And it could have been by proxy that I lived with someone who was a Black American and everything around me was, you know, Black culture outside of being at work and in the classroom, obviously, and walking around, obviously. But I didn't feel the need to code switch because I, I wanted to feel comfortable in my own skin. And that's so important when you're abroad that if I'm trying hard to adapt to the classroom and to my job and to my relationship with someone who I want to spend time with, that's that would be insufferable. I just could not do that, right? So me, myself, in my relationship, I wore my do-rag back when, you know, do-rag was in and I had hair. Well, I had more hair than I have now. I did that. I listened to my music. I went out in search of things that I enjoyed. I ate my food. I cooked my food. They ate my food. They cooked me their food. I ate their food, right? I didn't I didn't feel the need to code switch. The way in which I communicated to my friends didn't change. How I communicated to them didn't change. How I talked to my family. It never even crossed my mind that I should try to be someone else, right? Even though we all know that white American men and women are viewed very differently in Taiwan than darker skinned people, period, right? The white person is is, is idolized. It's what most Taiwanese fans, oh, yeah, go out and marry a white man. You'll be f- successful forever because for some reason the color of their skin matters, right? So we know that. that That's to be true. That's not just true in Taiwan. It's true in a lot of places in Asia. Um, but, you know, even though I knew that and I experienced that firsthand and I saw it and I've heard people mention it, families, all that, I did. I still didn't feel the need to code switch. So I'd be damned if I come back to America and I feel the need to code switch while dating someone. Hell to the no, right? He- just me, hell to the no. So look, here's something I saw. I'm, I'm going to read it. This is a quote. This is not me. I'm not going to say what I got it from either because I ain't trying to, you know, be out here having to pay somebody for using their content. I don't care, right? Mr. Lamore said he mostly dates white men. Later realizes, realized, sorry, he code switches in other ways when meeting someone who isn't black for the first time. When I'm going on a first date, Mr. Moore says, I consciously put on clothes that make me appear to be a Don Lemon type instead of a 50 cent type, even though I have both types of clothing. Now think about that. <laughs> Like, think about that. Okay, so here's one thing I will say. Like, the concept of, and I did my research, and just knowing this, of being dressed to the nines, that's rooted in slavery for Black people, right? So the reasons why we feel the need to dress up and we always, you know, care about the clothing that we wear and all that, yes, it's tied to white American politics. We know that. And, oh, corporate job, you have to wear a suit and tie. I've always said, 
a friend of mine always used to say too, dress for the job you want, right? If you want a laid back job, dress like that. You know, if you if, if you dare manifest it, all that, right? But the need to dress to the nines is rooted in racism. If you don't want to know why, Google it, research it. I'm not going to break that down in this podcast because there's layers to it and I'm not going to shortchange my culture, my people, my history. But yeah, like it's rooted in that. But imagine, you know, you're going out. Oh, yeah. Like say you're dating someone and then and what 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 is you's white? They're white. And you're going out, you know, with their white friends or their white counterparts, and you j- change the way you dress to appear a certain way in front of them. So in other words, you're unauthentic. And you're doing this, you know, to make your significant other feel better, to make yourself feel more comfortable, but uncomfortable at the same time. Code switching to me is just it's I, I really, I don't resonate with it because I never felt the need to do it. But I do in some ways understand why some will do that. Because, you know, black people, we code switch every day. The way I talk to my friends, the way I talk, you know, is very different than how I talk at work. Flat out. The way I talk to my black friends is different than how I talk to my Asian friends and my, you know, and my Mexican-American friends. Like, it's it's different levels to it. So code switching is a part of a lot of people's culture. And one, you know, and it's 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 so interesting when you really, really think about it. But in your relationship, having to code switch, some people said, you know, like, oh, it's not code switching, it's compromising. I don't think you should have to compromise who you are and how you like to do things and the way in which you are in a relationship. That's just me, though. I may be an outlier on that, but I don't see changing the way you dress to feel like you can fit in, I don't think that is a compromise. If you want to dress like 50 Cent when you go out with Tom's friends, then you dress like 50 Cent and you talk the way you talk and they're either going to accept you or not accept you. But the idea of code switching is just it's just fascinating. Something else uh, I read, uh, and it was interesting about interracial dating. Uh, this is a white man dating a black woman. I definitely noticed the first time she took her braids out, and I remember her being very concerned about how I would feel, said Mr. Podner. Um <laughs> And then the woman said, you know, straight since childhood, you know, she would have her hair straightened. And that reinforced the idea that her natural hair wasn't enough. Um, and was pleasantly surprised when her partner that she was dating, a white man, said, At first, you know, she was like, At first I was really nervous, but he was immediately obsessed with it, which is a relieving and satisfying moment. So again, code switching is not just in how you walk, talk, you know, and what you wear, you know, it's just your physical appearance, right? Like Imagine somebody telling you, oh, you need to brush your hair because your hair look, and, and then use word like nappy or not presentable. Like nappy is actually, you know, uh, but not presentable, like because that has layers to it. It's like, what about my hair isn't presentable? Please, please divulge to me why it doesn't look presentable. Now, it's one thing if I ain't washed it in a long time and it got hella dandruff, okay, cool. Or if I ain't ran a comb through it in some time and it's all tangly and I got Cheetos in it, then it's cool. But anything other than that, it's like, what makes it not presentable? Now, here's why I want to challenge, you know, people when you think about interracial relationships, that was a mouthful. Um, I want you guys to think about this. You know, uh, black, white, whatever. We often think about code switching, you know, from, from our own side, right? And I'm speaking directly, you know, to Westerners, specifically Americans, black, white, whatever. Um, and also specifically black people too. Uh, but think about it, right? So I've dated Taiwanese women. And again, any woman that hit, that hit me with a handshake was like, yo, what up? Or who feels like it's okay for her to say the N-word, which is never okay. Yeah, that's come up. Like, oh yeah, you're right. Uh, wait, I'm sorry, what'd you say? That's a quick way to get, 
never talked to again up on uh, and also get treated up on too. Like, I'm, I'm gonna let you know about yourself before I discontinue talking to you, right? Because that's just not okay. Like, oh yeah, I dated a black person, so it's okay. It's not. And I left that pause now on purpose. But yeah, it's like, but think about the flip side of that, right? Uh, as expats, again, the Black Expat Podcast, you know, when we're abroad, you know, we bring a lot of ourselves, a lot of our culture, and we really want so much of it, like Thanksgiving, very American, Christmas in some ways, hella American, Valentine's Day, right? All these things that we kind of project onto our partners because it's an authentic part of our experience. And I'm not saying that we don't take on things that they do, like, you know, Chinese New Year and Chinese Valentine's Day and all the wonderful holidays we get long weekends for. But, you know, like, but really, really think about it. Um, As partners, interracially, are we thinking about the flip side of that? And is your partner code switching for you? Ah, I know. Because see, when, when, when I was having this conversation with other people before I recorded the podcast, people were getting real defensive. Like, I shouldn't feel like I got to change anything. This person accept me for me. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's cool. We talked about that for 45 minutes. Uh, Have you ever thought about how your partner is internalizing how they are around you? And they were like, ooh, wait a second. Um, um, a whole bunch of ums. And I was like, yeah, like real, especially when you're dating interracially, specifically when you're dating in a whole nother country. Right. Because, again, the idea and it's and I challenge my white friends on this, too. And I'm, I'm using white and black because I want you guys to kind of understand the perspectives that I'm sharing. Um, but I said, you know, white people are idolized in Taiwan, white men in particular, white women, too. But not a lot of them go out there and be trying to date and all that stuff. But, you know, so do you think that a, a Taiwanese woman is trying to date you is being her authentic self with you or is she code switching? accommodating i hate to use compromising you know to make sure that she assimilates into what your ideal vision of her would or should be now that has deep levels to it so people because i've had this come up with the students that i tutor they say you know as a foreigner living in another country and i never thought about it like this out of all the people you could choose as a resident of that country why would you choose someone who's not from where you're from and these were 15, 16 year old kids. They were like, students, sorry, young people. They're like, why would you do that? They have so much to learn about you. You have so much to learn about them. There's so many bumps. Yeah, it can be exciting, but it also can be frustrating. All of those things. I was like, why would you put yourself through that? Why would you want to go through that? And I was like, man, yeah. So, you know, and then the students were like, there has to be an element of code switching going on to lessen the load. Or is it compromise, right? Or is it code switching? And and that's where I kind of broke down what code switching is, right? Because I've always said like black linguistic language, the way in which we speak, is in and of itself a code switch, right? Slang is in and of itself a code switch. So it was just very fascinating and unique. Like, yeah, I wanted to point out uh, you know, just talk about on a broader scale code switch. And I want to get you guys' input, you know, comment on the podcast, leave a message on Instagram. I want to dive back into this. I'm going to have guests on to actually start debating me on some of these things, not debating, but having an open dialogue. You know, I'm all about open dialogue. But yeah, just so interesting. Always think about the flip side, especially if you have dated, are dating, or, you know, hear or see or witness interracial relationships. How do they interact with one another? All of them aren't as authentic and seamless as it seems. And I don't want you to think about compromises like, oh, how we store our towels. That ain't necessarily code switch, right? 
how we prepare our food. That ain't cold switching. That's cultural. But like really, really think about it. I thought it was a fascinating topic. I have some great quotes from it. I'll revisit this in another podcast on another day. But for now, keeping it short, keeping it sweet, keeping it to the point. Hope you guys have an amazing rest of your day. Y'all know what time it is. I am Carl, the Black Expat. Make sure you like, share, subscribe to this podcast. Tell a friend, reshare all that stuff. This is the Black Expat Podcast. We out, chill.